What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin. Josh, Hounds had their first two preseason games. They revealed their 20th anniversary logo. They got a big name signing, and we're going to talk about all of it. And, oh, yeah, fan favorite Toby Adewale is going to drop by as well. It's a packed show. Let's go! Can you believe that, guys? No, I mean, that, that is no, the craziest sequence of events we've seen in, a, in quite a period of time. In the top right corner, gentlemen. Out to the middle. Back to Gentlemen, welcome back. How are we feeling Thank tonight? You. How are we feeling? We're feeling good? Yeah, feeling good. We're not feeling blue, Josh? Uh, you had to bring it up. But you're talking about the Aladdin thing, aren't you? The genie. I am. He looks yeah. terrible. He just looks terrible. If you see the I thought you were just genie. talking about being an Everton fan, but... Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, you said blue. Yeah. You said blue. And so that's... Podcast that's... over. <laughs> it's been a great show. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do have a lot to talk about. Um, and as I mentioned, Toby does drop by later, and we had a great discussion with him. So um, we got we to gotta get right into this stuff, guys. Uh, so this past Friday, which was actually supposed to be the previous Friday, and then weather delayed everything, the Hounds made two pretty big announcements. So uh, obviously they're celebrating their 20th anniversary this year, but they uh, worked with the original designer of the new Hounds logo, and they came up with the 20th anniversary logo. And uh, Justin was at the uh, event. He took pictures of it. He was messaging about it. Um, you can check it out. He now runs the uh, Mongols Pod on Instagram. So if you want to go follow us on Instagram, Mongols Pod. Uh, he's doing a great job there. He's also doing some of the stuff on Twitter. But we plan on doing a lot more stuff on Instagram. That was just sort of the start. Guys, I'm assuming you saw the 20th anniversary logo. Thoughts? Josh, what do you, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, it's it didn't blow my socks off or anything like that. I don't think it's, like, a super cool-looking logo, but I think it looks great. I mean, for a 20th, it's a, a logo you're going to use for one year. So you kind of got to think about the pros and cons of how much you invest into this logo. <laughs> I don't expect them to, like, you know, completely break the mold. Um, and compared to other logos for anniversaries, this one looks leaps and bounds better because usually they just kind of put like a 20 in front of everything or like whatever so i i, I like the way they inter- integrate it with the logo into the o so overall it looks great i mean it's fine kev you got any complaints about it you good no i think it's good i mean i think anytime you do a logo release or anything like that you know we've seen especially recently a lot of examples of how it can go really wrong um and i think one of the best things you can say about it is it didn't go wrong i mean i'd be surprised to to find really any any hound fan saying like hating it like i I think at best you can say it's like eh, you know but i think i think the mere fact of that of, of they were able to not like get anyone upset about it is impressive alone and yeah i think it's cool I, like like josh said i think it's a it's a weird thing because you are going to use it for one year but no I, th- I think it makes a lot of sense yeah when we heard it was coming i started to think like well you know are we going to see the old like cartoon dog again and you know how is that going to work with the new stuff and yeah i like the fact that it's literally just a, a literally it's 20 and the zero is the new hounds logo um, and it makes me think of Josh, you know, you mentioned some other teams that have done it. The Penguins have had anniversary logos. The Steelers have had anniversary logos. I think the Pirates have as well. It's always something that ends up just going on the shoulder. Um, it's a subtle thing, but it's a nod to sort of the heritage of the team. And no, I, I think, I think it, they did a good job. I think it looks clean. It's, it's pretty good. Um, the other big news was that the Hounds are now going to have a hall of fame. 
And so they, they uh, basically the inaugural class is going to be inducted on Friday, July 12th, and then there will be a ceremony at halftime on the game the following day. I believe that's against Tampa. Um, Josh, I know you felt pretty strongly about this. You're, you're happy about this, right? So happy. Yeah, I mean, this is important. It's important to have a sense of history with this team, and they are an older team in this league. I mean, 20 years is – you know, it's it's a pretty big accomplishment uh, for American soccer. So celebrate that and have that history and kind of celebrate the history. Another thing they did was they released this really cool, like, five-minute video of, like, interviews with, like, Paul Child and, um, like, Gene was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, where they just kind of talked about the starting of the team and what it was like. And the plan is to have one of these videos for every game. So every home game, I think. So... If that's the case, if we're gonna get like a little five minute, minute like documentaries about the team all season, that's awesome. Sign me up. That's yeah. freaking awesome. I'm excited for this. Yeah. No, I think that's really, really cool. Kev, you, you, I mean, I'm assuming this is something that other teams have. I've never really thought much about it, but like, does Liverpool have like a Hall of Fame? I mean, not not in the sense of like inducting people. I don't think, um, but they definitely have like mini museums at the stadium and all that kind of stuff you can walk through and kind of see the history and all that kind of stuff no i mean i yeah i think this is great i think part of being a big club is acting like a big club and this seems like a step towards acting like a big club i mean you know if yeah big clubs have history and and not only that but big clubs celebrate their history and so i yeah i I think once again i mean so far i think they're they're kind of nailing um the off the pitch stuff um, with kind of moving the club forward, you know, it, it, it doesn't, these don't seem like huge things in the grand scheme of things. As far as like, we're not going out and signing like crazy good players. We're not like, you know, we're not doing all this like redevelopment or whatever like that. But these are, I think these are really important steps on, on the path to becoming like, yeah, a, a big club in the USL. And so, yeah, this, I think this is great. Josh, you've, you follow this team a lot longer than Kevin and I, who who would you be really upset if they weren't inducted this year? The first year, I mean, I I, I feel like we're definitely going to see uh, Paul Child, Gene Klein. Like I feel like those ones are staples that people know right now. Um, but there's other players that maybe even before I was even a fan, like before the Highmark era, where there's there's players that have had huge histories with this club. Um, Sorry, I have to pull up the name because I totally forgot because he wasn't playing when I was around. So, <laughs> but yeah, like um, if you only do the players or the the people that are coaches and that kind of stuff that people know right now, that's kind of like silly. I feel like yeah. the whole point of this is to dig up those players that people might have forgot about or they weren't around when they were playing. So you you kind of gotta give them a voice as well, and also easily. I mean, the owner, the person who started the team. Uh, we wouldn't be here without him and what he did. So that seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. And you'd have to imagine it, this is this is not just players, coaches, but really anybody that's been involved with the organization. So you'd have to imagine that you know you'd have players that have sort of elevated the status of the club a little bit. Um, you know, like Kerr has been around. I think this is gonna be his seventh season. So whether or not he gets inducted this year, that's a name that you might see in the future. You might see somebody like. Cutney, who obviously played and then owned the team for a little bit and is now so involved with the academy so it'll be very interesting to see and um i think they talked about 
inducting people sort of this year and maybe next year and then doing it like every few years after that. It's not going to be like an every year sort of thing. So it'll be it'll be really cool to see how this all shakes out and how it plays out and sort of where this Hall of Fame is within the stadium and, and all of that. So again, it's, it's a really, really cool thing and uh, looking forward to seeing more of it. Um, other stuff that went on this weekend, Josh, Steel Army AGM, give us the dish. What, uh, what happened? What, what, uh, what came out of it? A lot of people showed up, which was great. So we, we ended up having it downstairs in uh, the pub, and it was it was crowded. It was packed, which was awesome to see. Uh, this is probably the biggest AGM we've had. Uh, and we just went over, you know, new merch and all that kind of stuff. Uh, nothing that probably haven't seen before, but if you check out our website, we have some information about it there. Also, a Dispatch is coming out here pretty soon if you are a member. So... Look forward to that, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then we got to watch the Hounds uh, play that preseason game against Gannon, and we'll talk about that in a second, but it was awesome. <laughs> was there any talk of a road trip at all? I know that that was up in question now that Penn FC is, you know, where <laughs> they are. Uh, uh, you can actually, I think uh, Soccer Rabbi might have tweeted it out, but there's a image of one of our slides, and it's the book that says All Our Friends Are Dead. Uh, and it's, it's the dinosaur on the cover. All yeah. our friends are dead. And uh, it has the Riverhounds logo right in the middle there. And it says, uh, by Steel Army. Uh, so, unfortunately not. No one's close enough. And there's no – the games – or the people who are close enough, like uh, Loudon, they're on a weekday. Yeah. So, it's that's not going to happen. So, we're not going to do a bus. But we do still have the um, funds available for members who carpool to a game. Uh, they'll get like 40 bucks uh, to carpool. So that'll cover like some gas money uh, travel costs. So we're kind of giving incentives for people to plan carpools to games. And that worked really well last season. Uh, Even though we didn't do a bus last season, that was probably the most people we've had to go to away games ever. So having that again is pretty awesome. Yeah. No, that's great. And I was disappointed I wasn't able to make it. I fully intended on coming in and then – my son was at a Boy Scout thing overnight, Saturday into Sunday, that I had to organize and plan, and so I had to be there Sunday. So, um, but I was encouraged because I was messaging with you and Liz and Justin and Laura Allen, and you said you didn't, you barely got to see most of the game because you were busy selling stuff, and there were like eighty some people there, and um, that's fantastic. That's great. We got to pack those stands uh, this season, so that's that's really really encouraging. Um, some other things that happened: Christian Valeski got signed. Um, this was a name that I had heard tossed around a lot on the USL show um, recently because he was playing for St. Louis. Our buddy Phil Grooms uh, obviously follows St. Louis, was, was hyping him a lot over the past few seasons. Um, in this case, he played for St. Louis the past two seasons, and then midway through this last season, he was traded to OKC. He's never recorded less than eight goals or 18 points in a season. Um, and I think the other thing that sort of has us talking a little bit um is that he's yet another player from that rochester team that won it all just a few years ago so there's a lot of discussion of you know is it good that lily seems to be getting the gang back together because they were successful or is there any concern that we might be leaning too much on sort of a known quantity and not necessarily looking at sort of new uh new ways that we can improve beyond what was there a few years ago so kev what is your how do you feel about this i mean how do you feel about valeski and then how do you feel about sort of just this mentality of like are we just recreating the 2015 rhinos 
No, I mean, I think it's great signing because I think the biggest thing is um, guaranteed numbers. He's never scored less than eight. And and I was trying to quickly pull up uh, the numbers from last season. But, I mean, what, Nico probably finishes on, I don't know, let's say 15-ish goals. Does that sound about right? Um, If I had to guess, like second is maybe five. That was our biggest issue is – if if Nico didn't score, you know, then then we got nothing, and so if we can if we can kind of get the same production out of Nico this year, and we're having someone chip in with at least another eight goals historically, um, then that's exactly what we needed. And so yeah, I mean he he brings experience, he brings pedigree with with Lily, which doesn't worry me. Um, I don't know. I think the thing the thing I keep coming back to, and we kind of talked about it last season, is. I think the only thing that could prove this entire, um, you know, Rhino reunion um, to be a bad thing is if, like Josh, you mentioned, is if the USL is actually accelerating and kind of moving past Lily. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any evidence for that to be the case yet. And so I'll hold out until I actually start seeing evidence for it. I mean, look, Lily has won championships. These guys have won championships. They know what it takes. And so as far, you know, as, far as I'm concerned, that's, that's all good things. Um, no, I, th- I think it's a great signing. Yeah. And he's still a fairly young guy. He's 26. When he played for Rochester in the 2015-2016 years, he scored 20 goals total. So, like, more than that eight. Josh, you, how are you feeling about all of this? Um, as far as Valesky goes, I think it's a great signing. I mean, he is a proven goal scorer in today's league. So it's not like he is living on some glory days from years past that he is proven now. So that's important. Um, and the fact that he has history with Bob is a plus in this situation, I feel like. Now, I, I know that we've seen players come in, in the past that had played under old coaches. I think it was Stefan. Uh, what were the brothers' name? Do you remember the, the oh, brothers yeah, yeah, that played yeah. for? And it kind of felt like they were just there because they had played for Stefan in the past, and they didn't really do much for the team. Um, so it, I don't feel like it's that situation at all. Like this is a different situation than that. And the players that he has brought from other uh, Rhino teams. Uh, have been working out for us for the most part. Now, it, it is kind of interesting because we are doing the math and kind of crunching the numbers. We had seven, or was it six, uh, ex-Rochester uh, players last year, and then we dropped, like, four of them. Uh, and now we have a, a, a net sum of one less than we did last year. So we still have less uh, Rochester players this year than we did last year. So it's kind of like, you know, eh. Yeah. <laughs> A step in the other direction, I guess, if people are really concerned about uh, ex-Rochester players being on our squad. Yeah. But I'm not worried about it because uh, we finished in third place last year. So it worked out for us. And this year, you know, this guy is a premium goal scorer. So it's not like we dropped all of our other goal scorers for this guy. We still have Brett. <laughs> so not really that concerning. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that I think the Velusky signing, especially when I first heard about it, I was really excited about it. And I still am really excited about it. Um, you know, sort of just hearing the rumblings of what's going around around the team. It sounds like he might be in for a big season. And there is always that, you know, he was in St. Louis for a little bit. He was successful. He got traded to OKC, did OK. But again, he's sort of coming back to Bob with a team, with a with a coach that he was successful with in a system that he was successful with. And so you feel like, you know, again, we talk about Bob and he wants to mitigate risk. And it feels like if he's confident in making a move like this, then, 
he feels that there's little risk to it and there might be even more reward. So I think it's a good thing. And, and I'm, I'm not as concerned about the whole, you know, how many rhinos are there and all that's just sort of some of the narrative that we've heard thrown around. So I wanted to make sure that we brought it up and talk about it, but I'm not concerned. And it's uh, worth noting that he scored a goal on Sunday's game. I mean, yeah. in the preseason game. So he's already showing that he can do what he did for other teams. Granted, that was against a college team. A, uh, was it Vision 2? Whatever yeah. college team. Yeah. But still, it, it was he first time on the field with us, and he scores. Yeah. So for those keeping track at home, we're now up to 14 signings, which means that really over the next few weeks, we're probably going to see 8 to 10 more. Um Typically, at least what happened last season was you'd get sort of through the first week of camp. Coach would make some decisions. You'd see a bunch of guys go. You'd see, you know, maybe half the guys would go. Half a guy, you get, you know, five, six new guys in, and then everybody stays on trial. And then the next week you get some guys out, you get some more guys in, and then you sign a bunch of people once you get to the end. So it'll be very interesting to see as we head into this week sort of who's still around, who's new, um, and, you know, who's sort of shaking out from other teams, other USL teams, other MLS teams the coach has his eye on and he wants to try to bring them in. So obviously nothing is set in stone yet at this point. Um, we're just starting to see a little glimmer of, of what may be. But uh, a lot of exciting stuff going on, on right now. So, yeah, really, really cool stuff. Guys, the Hounds played two preseason games this weekend. We talked about, you know, in the offseason whether or not these matter and whether or not we should be paying attention to them or anything like that. And I think collectively we said like, no, except for the circumstance of we don't want to see people get hurt, which unfortunately it seems like somebody got hurt. Um, but you know, what you don't want to see is you don't want to see the team get trounced by division two college teams. And that was not the case this weekend. So we ended up beating Cleveland state university one, nothing on Friday and then uh, it almost felt like the team decided to put on a show for the Steel Army on Sunday, winning 6 nothing over Gannon. Um, goals from Steven Dos Santos, Kevin Kerr, Valeski got one. Brett got two, two minutes apart. And then the only trialist that got one was Eddie uh, N.O.B. I know I'm butchering that. I apologize. I'll get it straight if he's on the team, I promise. Um, but six goals. So, you know, yeah, I, beyond that... By, by the way, you, you earlier said someone got hurt, and I feel like if I was listening to this and I didn't, I wasn't up on the news, like I probably wouldn't be if I wasn't doing the show, I would be screaming, like, who got hurt? This is all like, part of the tension, Kevin! <laughs> all right, sure. All right, so, so what happened was I obviously wasn't there, um, and uh, nothing official has been said from the team. Obviously, um, you know, the team doesn't really comment much on injuries, you know, sort of the thing with Toby, which we'll talk to him about here in a minute. We didn't. I, I was just sort of looking at the lineup, so I was like, huh, it's interesting Toby didn't play at all this weekend. And then we found out Justin talked to Lily. Lily said that he picked up a knock, and so we'll, we'll get into that with Toby in a minute. Um, something happened. I missed the actual event itself, but Jeffrey Fowler, who uh, writes for BGN, part of the Steel Army, um, he was tweeting, and we were messaging back and forth. Something happened with Greenspan where um josh did you see it did you like yeah actually that was like one of the only parts of the game okay. i gotta watch <laughs> so uh he was in inside the box uh, our box and he jumped up to head a ball out and when he jumped up uh one of the gang guys uh jumped up with him and it looked like his shoulder hit the back of greenspan's head which i thought was oh that's concerning but then he when he fell from that hit he landed on his shoulder weird 
and he started grabbing his shoulder and it looked like he was in a lot of pain they the staff went out onto the field they were with him for a good amount of time and they finally brought him back to the sideline he was still holding his shoulder still looked like he was in pain they were still looking at him and then they took him to the locker room so it 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 was definitely his shoulder um even though the hit the hit was actually to his head but the way he landed looked like that's probably what actually did the damage not the the hit to the head Ugh, yeah that's no good i jeffrey sort of theorized that he thought at best it was a separated shoulder which separated shoulders a lot of times you can sort of pop back in and you sort of massage them a little bit and they're okay but this is a situation where you just don't know and like you Mm -hmm. can't you can't play with a busted shoulder like you just use your shoulder too much especially on the defensive side just to get leverage on people and things like that so yeah fingers crossed joe if you're listening hope all is well um obviously we're pulling for you but uh yeah, we'll we'll see. It's still early enough in the preseason that uh, hopefully it's it's nothing major and that he will be back here before the season starts. Um, but we'll see. Otherwise, um, just some other reactions. Justin sent in his in his reactions. He said he thought the new signings looked good. He thought Valeski's going to help the attack. He said Brett looks like he's motivated to not lose his spot, which is good. He thought Velarde could be a really good player, and he said Ryan James is fast and can run a line. So. That's all good things. Um, and obviously, again, it's a D2 school. You know, we, we're we looking for things to get hyped about because, you know, <laughs> soccer has started, but you don't want to get too hyped. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at just the, the game on Sunday, so we have Ryan James getting an assist. So that's that's good news for him for the one half he played. Um, Steven De, uh, DeSantos getting a goal and an assist. Uh, Anthony Velarde getting an assist. And then Valeski getting a goal. So, I mean, that's all of our new signings doing something in that game so that's great to see yeah i think one of the other interesting things i kind of look for is uh, like seeming seemingly formations and stuff like that not obviously i wasn't at the game either um but at least on paper it looked like a 4-4-2 i don't know if you guys can confirm or deny that but i thought that was kind of interesting as well how it seemed like we were playing with kind of two recognized you know I don't want to call them strikers necessarily, but two recognized attackers with, you know, a, a clear line of four defenders and then four, four midfielders. So, I mean, I, I can't really recall a, a Lily playing that at all last season. Um, I mean, so that in itself, I think is, is kind of interesting. And, it, and it, yeah, maybe, maybe we go to a four, four, two this year. I think it'd be kind of interesting. The kind of playing the, the big guy, small guy striker relationship with DeSantos and maybe Brett or Verleski or, or switch it up. I, I don't know. My only warning about that would be this could just be a formation he's playing for the offs, uh, for the preseason because he wants to get more guys in there yeah, to true. test out, and we do have a good amount of forwards on uh, trial right now, so it might be a situation where they're just kind of putting the forwards up front and letting more forwards play at Way once. So it dampen my spirit. I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> I will get my hopes up. Speculation right, starts now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> four four two. It's one of those things where, you know, even though I said it doesn't matter, I was one of the first people to sort of look at the lineup and start to theorize. And then I'm like, no, no, like this is not going to be anything resembling the starting lineup that we see in, you know, literally, geez, man, we're going to be starting here in just a few weeks, really. So, yeah, uh, the the season's right around the corner. So lots and lots of exciting stuff. Two preseason games down this Friday. The team faces Duquesne, 7 p.m. at Highmark Stadium. Uh, one of the guys who didn't get a chance to play in the preseason games, as we alluded to, was Toby Adewale. Let's talk to Toby. Toby, welcome back to the show. 
How you guys doing? It's good to be back. <laughs> we love having you, man. I know we've only had you on once. We've been itching to get you back on. Do you, uh, do you do anything fun this off season? I actually I went to Europe for uh, a week and some change. Uh, I spent some time in Barcelona, and I went to go visit some family in England. So, besides that, uneventful. But that was a pretty that was a pretty eventful trip, you know. While you were over there, did you did you get to watch any soccer? Yeah, so when I was in uh, Barcelona, I actually got to see Messi, you know, in Barcelona versus Espanol, which was just it was it's a different experience when you see it live. It's amazing, and I urge anyone and everyone to do the same, even if you're not a fan. Um, was, in England, was like, I got to see. Go ahead. Huh? Sorry. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm in England. I, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> in England, I got to see Arsenal train, so that was that was a dope experience. But besides that, sightseeing, you know, I was on my tourist flow. <laughs> I don't like being a tourist, but you know, I had to soak in all the cultures while I was there. So yeah. What, what did you see? I'm just curious. Like, what 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 tourist stuff did you see? So. In Barcelona, I saw uh, the famous cathedral, um, obviously the stadium. Uh, I stayed in the city, so everything was walking distance, which was real dope. Uh, I got accustomed to the the transportation very quickly. You know, I try to stay away from Uber as much as possible just to get a, a feel for it. Um Obviously, paella was a big, big part of the trip to Barcelona. <laughs> nice. Because that's, you know, the delicacy there that I had to get a part of. Um, various attractions, you know. I I, uh, I had a tour guide there that gave me a map of everywhere that tours go to, and I had to touch down at every point. I took, you know, pictures, as some know I do. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to England, and England was dope. Sadly, Big Ben was under construction, so I didn't get to see him when I was down there. Uh, saw the London Bridge, which was a bit underwhelming. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but besides the the cold, I enjoyed the trip very much. Very nice. much. Nice. I was happy you... to be back in the states. So. Yeah. You might have hinted at it with your travels, but one of the first questions we were going to kick off with was, you know, especially during the off season, are there any other pro teams that you follow when you're particularly when you're not playing? Uh, I I don't really have a specific team. I mean, I'm a huge Ronaldo fan, so it's kind of whatever team he's on, I'm going to support. So I guess Juventus is now. Um, Real Madrid, I mean, I've always been a supporter in the past, so... I guess they're on my roster as well. But I'm just a fan of watching good football being played. So right now I want Liverpool to win the league just for the sake of football. You know, it'd be nice to see Man City get another title. But <laughs> I think I think Liverpool deserves one. <laughs> I think Klopp deserves it. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Toby. I'm, yeah. Don't listen to them. I'm completely <laughs> As an Everton fan, I disagree. But I digress. Yeah, the um, over there. <laughs> so, um, 
we noticed you haven't played the last two preseason games, and we found out that you picked up a knock. Uh, how are you feeling? Is everything okay? Uh, everything's going well. You know, just just picked up a slight knock that, if it, if not treated well, will keep uh, you know hurting and just get worse and worse over the season. So we just decided to you know just take this week off, just get back to a hundred percent, and that's where we're at right now. But I will be back in training very soon. Awesome. So don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we were worried. We were. <laughs> so that's, that's good to hear. No, nah, it's nothing serious. Good. Yeah. Good, good. One of the things that we like to do, um, you know, when talking to, to players is, you know, really get into sort of the human aspect of, you know, what it takes to get into the game. And, and you know, somebody who I know that you're friends with, Hugh Roberts, does a really good job of that on his show, mm-hmm. sitting down with people and talking. And obviously, Hugh is now in Charlotte. And uh, and I was just curious, you know, talking to Hugh a lot last season, it sounded like the two of you were sort of paired up and always pushing each other and sort of staying late after practice, showing up early together. Now that he's gone, what does that sort of do for you as a player? How does that change the way you train and how you approach the preseason and all of that, knowing that somebody that you were so close with is now with another team? It's funny because we actually talked about this all off season. Because I don't know if you guys know, me and Hugh live probably 20 minutes away from each other. So we were training with each other every day, you know, pushing ourselves to the next level and stuff like that. I mean, and even though we're on different teams now, it's always, there's always going to be a little friendly rivalry between Hugh and I. You know, we even last season we had a little bet to see who would get more goals, team of the week, all that stuff. <laughs> I lost, sadly, but I'm going to get him this year. <laughs> so, I mean, even though we're nowhere near each other in terms of distance, we still know what we want to, you know, achieve in our careers. And we hold each other accountable still as to the level we want to reach, you know. So, I mean, obviously, I'm. it's not something I plan on not doing all because he's not here, you know, it's right. It's always going to be there, you know, because I know he's working and he knows I'm working extra hard as well to one-up each other, you know. That's awesome. So talking about, you know, relationships with other players and all that kind of stuff, we're a couple of weeks into preseason camp at this point. Um, can you maybe just talk a little, about, a little bit about, like, the atmosphere around camp right now? Is it, have you, is, is that enough time where you've, kind of gotten to know some of the some of the players around camp obviously you'll know all the players that are returning like yourself but um well, yeah what's the atmosphere like right now is it is it pretty a tight-knit group or, or are people still trying to kind of feel each other out while they're fighting for each other's spots so i mean obviously there's always going to be that competitiveness you know in terms of getting a spot on the team and getting a spot in the starting lineup um the guys that have returned from last year are obviously still close since last year. And also, we've been very inclusive with the new guys coming in. It's like they're not even new, you know. We've only been there for a week with each other, but it feels like we've been there for half the season together. So, I mean, it's it's a good vibe, you know, which is important throughout the season, building team chemistry. And we're just excited to get it going. You know, we all have the same mindset that we're here for business. And, you know, we're taking that and we're riding with it. But everyone's nice. You know, there's no problems in the locker room. 
Not sure if I'll tell you if there was, but <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> That's strictly confidential, but now really nothing to report. Every everyone likes each other. Nice. It's a tight knit group. I I mean I also get the impression I'm we've talked to Coach Philly a couple of times and he he seems like a nice dude, but I, I imagine on the pitch he's kind of he's like a common enemy that you go you can all kind of <laughs> rally around like geez this guy's rough <laughs> and just build relationships over that. I mean, Bob, I mean, Bob, I mean he's a he knows what he wants and he likes what he wants done a certain way, and we all understood that. You know, even the the new guys coming in, we've been with him for. I mean, some of them. Some of us have been with him for a year. Some of us have been with him more than a year. But even the new guys knowing he wants something done a certain way. And if he doesn't get that, there will be consequences. So he tries to instill that in our minds. And the more he tells us, the more we remember. And it's a lovely cycle. So preseason is kind of a special time because it's it's you know off season you're obviously you're exploring other hobbies and traveling that kind of stuff and during the season you're in it you're kind of like living breathing it so preseason it's it's a little bit of a you know different beast what's your favorite thing about that about preseason yeah uh, I guess just the freedom I mean it's I have freedom after practice during the season but preseason is kind of your time to mentally prepare for the battle that is the season that you're going to, you know, enter in March or whatever. And it's just kind of the time to build team chemistry, get the game plan down. So as soon as we start the season, we're hitting the floor running, you know, you don't want to start off slow. And I thought we even started off well last year, but we want to keep that rolling because last year's successes mean nothing now. So, it's important that we keep our mindset and our head straight and we just come out ready to go this season. Talking about, you know, mindset and keeping your head straight, you got to be straight with us here. So, you know, we're, we're obviously at the games. We're watching the games. You, you know, put yourself in the situation. You've just played a crazy game. You're exhausted. We'll say even you guys won. You walk to that middle circle at the end of the game. You know that coach is, you know, going to keep you on the field for the next 20 minutes. What's going through your mind as you approach that huddle? Is it like, okay, <laughs> like, is this like the medicine, like, you know, you got to take to like stay healthy? Or are you just like, oh man, like, here we go. It's one of those things that you mentally prepare for because you know, it's going to happen regardless of the result. Because we all, I mean, we know coach's mentality that what we want is to win a championship. So if we're not at that level to win, regardless of if we win or not, then we're going to get talked to. Um, if everything is not perfect, we're going to get talked to. So, I mean, we all have that. I mean, personally, I have the mindset of, okay, it's going to happen whether you played well or not. So buckle down, listen, and, you know, if you need to improve something, make sure you improve for the next game or in practice or whatever, man. But it's going to happen regardless of if you want it to. So you might as well just buckle in, you know, pay attention. Because who knows, he might call you out in it. And you don't <laughs> want to be, you know, just looking at the stars, not paying attention when that happens. Wait, what was that, Coach? Can you repeat that? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> the last 20 minutes. Exactly. I can't remember. <laughs> 
I could be the so worst be your third that could this year. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so you've been with the team for three years, or well, coming on to the third season for you. Uh, which yeah, I mean, it's my in, third season. Yeah, which kind of makes this, you know, in USL, uh, you're a veteran essentially, <laughs> especially for this team. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like a veteran of the team? Um, I guess in. I, I I mean I do but I don't because I feel like the word veteran it has you know it's been intertwined with the word old and I just I feel <laughs> like I got a lot of years left you know what I'm saying but in terms of experience in the league and what I expect in the league I guess I'm a vet in that sense and I mean it's not a title that I would deny because there are younger guys on the team that. I can help, you know, offer my experiences, whatever I did my rookie season. Even though my rookie season was pretty unconventional, you know, in terms of being in college and being a professional athlete, but I give them my advice as best as I can and how to handle, you know, different pressures that they will experience inevitably throughout the season. So, I mean, I guess I'm a vet, but I really don't see myself as a vet. Like, I remember, you know, being just a few years out of college and going back to college and being like, these people are like, like babies. They're like children. Like, do you look at some of these guys coming in? You're like, you're so young, even though you're only like two years removed. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I'm like, wow, I remember college. I look at them. I'm like, damn, you just graduated. That's crazy. (laughs) A year ago. (laughs) And that's the thing, like some of these rookies are coming in and they're probably like a year younger than me. So that's why I use the, the term that very loosely yeah. because we're the same age, you know, I just, I graduated early and there I am two years done in the league. Well, I mean, so kind of building from that, I mean, maybe if we changed it slightly, are you more comfortable maybe with the term like leader? Is that something that, you know, do you do you see yourself as as a leader in this team at this point? I like to be I like to be considered a leader, more silent leader. You know, I really don't care much of what Kevin does. Kevin's like the leader, the leader, like the captain face type person. I like to be behind the scenes, you know, giving my inputs away from the cameras, if you will. You know, just taking guys aside, telling them what's up. Stuff like that. So, I mean, the underground leader, I would say, if I was to put a term together. Yeah, I mean, it takes all sorts, right, on the team. Sometimes you need people who lead by example. Sometimes you need people who are just going to shout like crazy at you and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Could you, could you, can you maybe talk about – so, yeah, we, I mean, we've already said you're going into your third season at this point. Um, can you maybe compare what your rookie season was like compared to – last season and then maybe how that now compares as far as you're going into this season is there a change in confidence did you find last year like significantly easier than your rookie season or was Mm. it just kind of more the same or you know what was that all like how's the journey been so far I mean so obviously my rookie season year having that transition from college ball to professional and there is gray area where it's going to take you some time to get used to the physicality. Um, obviously, your fitness has to be up to a certain level. And just little stuff like stuff like that that I didn't have to worry about my second year because I was already a pro at the time. And 
I knew what the league was going to give me, was going to offer, and I knew what was expected of me. So the only thing that changed really is how I approached the the following se- or the upcoming season, you know, my mental, my physical, just all stuff like that, and just how I prepped for the season. And my third season now, I'm I'm obviously more confident that I was by following season, you know, being in the league for two years now, you have to be confident in order to make positive strides towards, you know, the ultimate goal you set for yourself, whatever that is. So, I mean, obviously I'm more confident now than I was in the past. And that's key, you know, especially with a new group of guys, they're going to look for a leader and, I'm the silent leader. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you mentioned sort of the mental and physical preparation that goes into a season. And I think we we talk to a lot of guys and they all say this sort of thing. But I'm just curious, when you sit down to sort of mentally prepare for the rigors of an upcoming season, what does that actually look like? Like, are you – and I know, I know some guys will go like full-blown meditation. Some guys will, like, mm-hmm. like you did, sort of go off on vacation and just sort of get away from a little bit. How do you get your yeah. mind straight heading into a season? So, I mean, personally, what I do, I there it varies. I even, I did yoga this off season. So I did that just to calm my nerves down, just be at one with myself, be real zen, if you will. Um, you watch a lot of film, not even film on yourself, film of other professional soccer players that are in higher leagues than you are. Um, even other sports, like, what I do a lot is I watch sports documentaries because I like seeing the story of various athletes that have came from nothing and they've turned into these big professional athletes, you know, putting on for their communities and whatnot. So, I mean, I'm big into sport documentaries, watching film, talking to friends and family. Um, also talking to friends that are in higher places with the athletics, you know, because I aspire to be where they are and they give me advice and stuff like that. So, I mean, very work-oriented, but it's like, it's my passion. So it's nothing that I don't plan on doing all the time, you know. No, that's awesome. Thank, thanks for sharing that. Like I said, I've, I've heard it a lot. I'm just always yeah. interested in what that actually means. Yeah. So- from your point of view as a defender, and like we're kind of seeing the team looking like it's going to be not offensively focused, but it seems like there is a a strive to make the offense uh, as good as our defense was last year. Um, so as a defender and like kind of seeing these guys and what they're doing, what we, uh, the players we have so far, how do you think the offense is looking? I think our offense is looking really strong. I mean, I'm obviously not just saying that because it's my team, but it's as a defender you want to practice and play against a strong offense because the better they are, the better you get for the competition. So from what I've seen, our attacking players are coming with a great mindset. They want to get goals, they want to get assists, and they want to make an impact because the spotlight last year was our defense and how many goals we didn't allow and stuff like that. So I guess they have the mindset that 
they could come in, make an impact, and you know, get their names on the newspaper or whatever. You know, I don't know if that's an actual thought in their mind, but that's the mentality that I see. You know, they just come with a different fire than we had last year in terms of offense. Who's uh who who's the guy that we should watch out for this year? Who's like the sneaky? We know about Nico. Like Nico already got two yeah. this past week. Who who should we keep an eye out for that you're watching and saying that guy's going to put up some goals this, this year? So I've I've had the pleasure to see uh, Christian play, you know, a couple of practices now that he's been here, and I think he's going to have a good season. So, I mean, obviously. All our offensive players are expected to do well, and I wish the best for all of them. But, as you, I mean, you know Nico. I mean, he's expected to come in big season, mm-hmm. get some goals, and I think he will do that. So, yeah, guess we'll just have to, you know, wait and see. <laughs> well, you know, you, you mentioned goals here, and you talked a little bit about, you know, how sort of you, you and Hugh were in that competition. Do you have any personal goals for yourself this season? Like, are you trying to score X number of goals or X number of clean sheets? Do you approach it that way? Yeah, so I personally, I want to have as many, if not more, clean sheets than we had last year. Nice. Um, obviously lead the league in the amount of goals against. Um I want to have more goals than you, obviously. <laughs> uh, good goal, good goal. But that being that being said, I would like to have over five goals this season. Nice. And uh, obviously, win the championship. You know, that's always a goal going into the season. Uh, third place is nice, but you can't you can't have a participation trophy. You know, to hang on your wall. So. We're going for the for the championship this year. Um, also, uh, personal first team awards. You know, just just stuff like that. That's always a goal of mine every season. And if I don't achieve said goals, then obviously pretty disappointing. But that's just motivation to work hard in the future. So those are the goals I have. Hope you guys hold me accountable to those. <laughs> that I mean, that's that sort of segues into my last question here. So you know, we talked to Kyle Morton uh, much earlier in the off season, and we asked about on things like corner kicks and things like that, where you guys are set up right in front of the Steel Army. Does he prefer noise or not noise? I mean, obviously you're in that same situation with him on corner kicks and set pieces and things like that. If the Steel Army's at your back, do you prefer them to be screaming their heads off, or do you prefer to like have it under control a little bit? Personally, I don't think it should matter. I get hype off the crowd's energy. Nice. You know, I think crowd energy is huge. You know, the vibe they give out is the vibe we're getting. If it's a boring, dead vibe, then we're just going to be like, okay, well, where's the fans at? You know, and it doesn't even matter if there's like 10 people in the stands. If they give that energy of a thousand people, then we receive that and we hear that. So, I mean, I like the noise personally. Doesn't affect me, but Kyle's a bit softer than I am, so. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry, I have to follow up just one more quick question. It's it's something that I find. So you're talking about that how you feed off feed off the energy of the crowd. I think a lot of times as fans of of the sport, I don't know. I, I think at least for me, I think in the stadium creating the noise and all that kind of stuff. I my first reaction is to say, okay, this is like to intimidate the other team so they don't play as yeah. well. And a lot of the times, 
and at least this is just me personally, I kind of forget that it can also have the opposite effect of not only, you know, not only it's, it's, <laughs> you're, you're hurting them, but you, you can uplift, you know, the team that you're supporting. We, you, you know, we can, we can uplift you guys. And, and you're saying at least seemingly that like, yeah, that's, that's a real yeah. effect. Like you guys hear that and feed off of that and play better for it. Yeah, of course. And like, even, I mean, when you're going at, going at it with the other team, like heckling them, it's pretty obvious what was what, you know, like we can differentiate cheering from heckling, you know? Right. So, I mean, that's that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like if we're being cheered on and we like, okay, the crowd's behind us, let's get it. Yeah. You know, we get that vibe. And if the other team is getting heckled, I mean, even if we're away and we're being heckled by, let's say Cincinnati, 20,000 plus fans, <laughs> you can get the, you can get the sense of what side they're rooting for at the moment. Yeah. So like, I can differentiate the sounds, and I'm I'm pretty sure most of my teammates can, if not all. So, so the lesson is bring the noise this season. Yeah, bring the noise, <laughs> always. Well, Toby, we uh, we love talking to you. We don't want to keep you all night. Um, obviously, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck with the recovery. We're thank itching to see you out there, man. Um, absolutely go get him the season and uh, we'll have to try to talk to you here mid season again and sort of get your thoughts. Cause like I said, we love talking to you. Of course. Anytime guys. So again, huge thanks to Toby. Um, as I mentioned, we love talking to him. Great dude. Uh, can't wait for him to get healthy as well. Uh, get both him and Joe on the field at the same time. will be a scary thing just like it was last year. So great stuff. Guys, I think that's it for this one. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. If you're looking for more great Riverhounds news, head over to bgn.fm, click on the Hounds logo. There you'll find stuff that we post, stuff that others at BGN are writing about the Hounds, Eastern Conference links, some merch, all sorts of stuff. You can follow us on Twitter at Mongols and WoMongols. Email us at Mongols at bgn.fm. We're at MongolsPod on Instagram. Like I said, that's a new thing, so go check that out. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show, leave us a review. Otherwise, let us know what you thought about this one. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later.